Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chellam, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chellam. So we're going to uh, discuss, as we promised um, last um, podcast, we said we will go over how to actually choose the right kind of healthcare. This is a very common question. It's a common frustration both for physicians who see patients uh, through the traditional medical uh, practice, which, which is the insurance-based system, as well as patients who go into the insurance-based system. So. Let's review. I'm going to review. I know uh, Marina touched upon it briefly last um, podcast where we spoke about what a traditional um, health insurance system actually, how does it work and what does it actually provide? So let me pull up some of my notes because I was looking at the um, information we have from insurance and as well as why we all struggle to get the kind of care Uh, we envision in our minds. Now, traditionally, doctors get into the medical world with the hope that they help people. That's always been the case. And in fact, I remember getting into medical school thinking at the end, when I come, a patient sees me, they'll all get better. And of course, after almost 15 years of practice, I realized patients come and see me, their numbers get better, but they don't. So when you look at trying to find the best healthcare provider, The most important feature of that relationship is trust. You have to trust the person you are seeing for your health care. If you see the shift that's happened in the last probably 10 or 12 years, really what how you choose your health care provider has come down to what insurance you carry. So if you change your job, your insurance changes which means you get a new provider sometimes every two years. Sometimes companies change their group insurance policy, so people's insurance changes. So what has happened over the last few decades, I would say, is no one knows their patient and no patient knows their doctor well. So it's a relationship that's completely broken down. It's just pretty much as, does my insurance cover this person? Um, are they living close to my home or my workplace? And um, can they see me soon enough? Those are the only three questions most people are asking. And um, I think just l- listening to me say that, how many of you actually see that there is a problem? And even more so, like most people don't even see their doctor, you know, every year even. At best, people see their doctor once a year. So you have that trust factor. It's not even there. You don't even know who that person is and they don't know who you are they don't know your history um it's a lot of times when you struggle with something i don't think they really understand where you're coming from either that's also another piece of it right so uh first of all the way you choose your physician we have to address that particular uh part of it how do you actually choose a healthcare provider um now you have an insurance obviously you have uh, physicians who are in network and then physicians who are out of network, which means you have to pay a little more to a physician whom you see out of network. Let's look at why would you go to a physician? 
in the past it used to be like I want to go to get healthcare, right? Now it's more like people get what do you call that refund from their insurance. They get fifteen hundred or a thousand dollars if they go and get an annual physical. So they are motivated by getting thousand um, dollars off in premiums. If you really look at it, it's a substantial amount because most of us pay, I think, um, almost a thousand or eleven hundred or twelve hundred for a family of family insurance. I think that's a good deal. Yeah. And so when you're taking $1,000 off just to go for a physical, so the physical, the goal of, uh, for a patient to come to a physical is to get the $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's the easiest physical a physician can do because I just have to fill a form, put plug in your numbers, somebody signs, I mean, I just sign it off and I'm done. Think about it. Is that how you want your health care to be? Where you take a form, you get $1,000 off your premium, and if you consider that as healthcare, we have a lot of education to do. So let's talk about how the system is set up. Traditionally, uh, doctors used to be independent. You know, they, this was their, uh, both their life, their career, their business. So that's how they, they saw patients. Patients became almost like, the doctor became almost like a member of the patient's family. Everything. It's like having your lawyer or your accountant, and it was, it was a very respectable kind of a, a position. I mean, right? I hear doctors used to come to your house. That they, used to happen, right? I don't they know about do. that anymore. <laughs> yeah, there are still doctors who come to your house, but, but they do you come, want them there. I don't know. It's it's a that that's a you know I think we have evolved as people, and I don't think you want your doctors to come to your house anymore. Um, and I think at this point it will be unaffordable unless you're one of those doctors who goes in, does the blood pressure check, refills medications just because you cannot go to a place. So it's really the elderly who get that kind of care. It's the home visiting doctor. But traditionally, your relationship with your doctor has to be very trustworthy, long, and you have to understand each other. It's really very important because if I were to ask you what is the price on your health, if I want to buy your health, what is the amount I have to give you? People always invariably say it's priceless. And the reason it's priceless is we do value our health, but at the same time, when you look at health care, suddenly you're looking at um, why do I need to pay a copay? Why can't I just see a doctor? Why can't I be provided a service? And all of this, that is fine. When you actually look at it, do you want your doctor to stay in business, open, keep open, and actually provide the care for you? Then they have to be supported some way. So the insurance companies created this, um, this uh, pattern of practice, for a lack of a better term, where they say you see patients every 15 minutes, and you get, uh, you, we actually sign a contract with them. And the contract says, you may bill whatever you want, but this is what we will reimburse you. But we also will promise to provide you with this many patients, whatever it may be. What the, every contract is different. So finally, you get this contracted doctor, and they have to see patients every 15 minutes if they have to keep their businesses open. Traditional medical practices have a minimum of five employees, one to check in patients and make sure verify their insurance another to take the vital signs of the patients, enter certain insurance required data like the BMI, the medications reconciliation, allergies, uh, checking the labs, making sure the patient has followed through with the labs. Then another one will do 
the uh, checkout. Another one will do prior authorizations for drugs and testing, and there's another one that would actually do the billing process. Now, does the doctor need all these people? Absolutely not. You know of, um, and when I started my initial practice, I actually was, um, uh, I started it as an ideal medical practice, which is a small micro practice. I just had a phone and it was me. I had no staff. And the first couple that showed up in my doorstep, they, when they rang the doorbell, their question was, why does this doctor not have any staff? And they actually did not want to see me anymore. You weren't trustworthy. I wasn't trustworthy. <laughs> They'd rather go to a bigger practice where they would sit in the waiting room, fill out 10 sheets of paper, and have these five different staff talk to them. So they've spent 45 minutes talking to different staff, saying the same problem over and over again, eventually see the doctor for five minutes, and the doctor comes and types a few things on the computer, gives them a prescription, and they were satisfied. So we have trained people. We have trained ourselves to provide this kind of care. That is what we call as disease management. So when you come in, I'm looking at your hypertension. I am looking at your cholesterol. I am looking at your thyroid. I'm looking at when did you last have labs? Are your labs due now? Do you need your medications? Have you taken your medicines? Very rarely do I even ask people, did you take your medicines? Do you have any problems with it? Because we don't remember to do that. Because we have all these uh, requirements. When um, a patient comes in through insurance, we have to make sure, because it's a point of contact with the patient, we have to make sure the mammograms are done, the pap is done if it's a woman, if the PSA is done or the colonoscopy is done if it's anybody over 50. So we're looking, you may come in with, for a common cold, but we're look, asking you all these questions because insurance requirements have to be satisfied. So I really want people to understand that um, in terms of the kind of care insurance provides, I always say we are all um, covered for probably a flood insurance, but yep. we actually need to have earthquake insurance. I don't know. It's just we're not covered for wellness. Now, here's what I would say. There are a few steps you need to take to determine what kind of care is going to make you happy. Number one, if you truly think you're very healthy, you probably don't need a doctor on a regular basis, but you do need to at least check your blood test, make sure you're on the right track. Let me also tell you something about the blood test that is done through the insurance-based system. It's a $10 blood test for CBC, CMP, and lipid panel. All of this is basically to see if your electrolytes, which is sodium and chloride and uh, kidney functions are normal, your liver function is normal, and you have the normal blood count and cholesterol. There's nothing beyond that. And a lot of people come to us saying, my doctors did my test, everything is normal, but I feel crappy. So if your tests don't show why you are sick, you're not getting the right tests. We really need to look at true testing to see where you might have a problem. Now, if you feel like, you know, I feel well, I'm gaining weight, I have little high blood pressure, but I really don't care about it, then the regular insurance system is perfect for you because all they do is take, take your tests, make sure your blood pressure is under control with the medication. And there are a few of us, and there's nothing wrong with it. If that's People do live very long. The question is, do they want to live that way where they start with the blood pressure medicine and then end up with 10 other medicines because so many other medical issues surface? 
what you really want to look at is what do you really want as far as your um, care goes. Yes. So just to, again, to review with you guys, the most important part is going to be what is your goal of going to your healthcare provider. If you go to a traditional um, medical doctor, find out what their training is about. Now, if they have some degree of holistic training, they probably will be a little more open to another approach. And that's probably something you have to look at and you may have to search a little harder to find that kind of person. Now, there are other holistic doctors who do take insurance. I want to tell you, as I did this for quite some time with insurance, most of my patients would say, I'm so happy you are a functional medical doctor. You don't just give medications the first time I come to see you. But here's the problem also that I had. My patients would listen to me, but they never implemented any of their lifestyle changes. They will implement a little. They still have their problems, whether it be high blood pressure, whether it be diabetes, whether it be arthritis. So I was truly trying to sit down and give them what they need to do to improve their health, but they were not grasping it because there, there is more to our health than just somebody giving you advice. We have to know how to implement it. So sometimes you may see a holistic doctor and there are two different types. Some holistic doctors will take insurance and every time you go to them, you tell them about a problem, they'll give you a supplement because in your mind and in their mind, this is a natural approach. Now, what happens to a lot of our patients who come to us? They come in with these 10, 15 supplements, which are about $200, $300 a month for the rest of their life, and they still have their disease process. Mm -hmm. What I think people need to understand is if you truly want wellness, you have to work with someone. And sometimes, you know, I'd like to say, you know, as a doctor, you just come and see me. I can take care of it. But I have a team. I have Marina, who does the nutrition part. I have Kim, who actually does the life coaching part for some of our patients. We have to work as a team because I cannot provide all these aspects. I'm not trained in nutrition. I'm trained in the medical, I would say, what the science of disease. The art of healing comes from my functional medical training, my holistic and integrative training. So now I realize that disease is not inevitable. Disease is a choice. We just have to help patients make better choices and give them an a resistant-free path in order to make those changes or affect those changes. So have a goal in mind when you go to see a doctor. Are you going to be taking supplements or do you want a resolution? Do you want just medications because you don't feel too inclined to make any changes? Then you're fine with the regular medical uh, practitioner. A holistic practitioner can be some that just give you supplements, others that do a whole bunch of testing, give you all, all these fancy diagnoses, and again, put you on a whole bunch of supplements. If you're looking for true resolution, that's a journey. And I can tell you, I don't, I'm sure if there are any functional medical doctors even watching or listening to this, it cannot, we all know, one and two appointments with the patient does not resolve 20, 30 years of problems. And most of our patients spend about six months, sometimes one year, and it's a journey. Every step of the journey, people feel disappointed or they feel encouraged. And we have to really steer them in the right direction. Um, and then the other part of it is, in your mind, it will be healthcare should not be expensive. The average um, individual in the United States costs the country $10,000. We don't realize that because we're paying the premiums. 
Um, so basically, you're paying premiums, but you don't go see your doctor, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. unless there's a problem. Because annual physical exams in most insurances are covered, so people come to the annual physical exam, and then they roll out this list of problems. But if you really look at it, the annual physical exam is pretty much a checklist. It's a checklist. Did you get your last blood work? Did you get your pap? Did you get your mammogram? Did you get your colonoscopy? That's all. That is all about. It is not about listening to your problems that you've had for the last few years and trying to resolve it, and it never will be. So I think the reason for disappointment on both ends is, first of all, as physicians, we learn the science of disease, and suddenly we feel like we're healers. So we're learning the wrong thing with we have the right idea, but we're learning, learning the wrong thing, and I think the education has to be revamped. And the, the patient goes into the doctor saying, hey, this doctor is going to help me feel better, but I don't have anything to do with my own health. So we have very different attitudes with very different expectations. And what we need to do is match the match the attitude to your expectation. If you're seeking resolution, there's something that you're going to have to do. In fact, most of it you're going to have to do, but you need to work with a practitioner who can guide you do the right tests, get you engaged in your care, and guide you the, through the process of change. Do you have anything else to add? I have lots to add. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I mean, one point to make, too, kind of going back to the um, lab work and... Um, insurance is insurance covers such a small portion of that lab work. Insurance covers you if you are in the disease state. So why wait until you have a disease and figure it out and just get medication for it? When you see a functional doctor, we really look at the process, you know, when, you know, the pre-disease process. If you continue on this path, you will get this disease. It's much easier to resolve something before that. So um, I I totally agree. I mean, you're talking about true preventive care. Mm-hmm. That's the other question that comes up when people go in through insurance and say, I'm going coming in for my preventive screen. I want you guys to think about this. What is preventive screen? Is getting a mammogram prevention of breast cancer? And you know the answer is no. It's just detection of early breast cancer. And despite that, you can do mammograms every year, and the fifth year suddenly you have a cancer. It may, may be early but you still have a cancer, the mammogram. Now, then the controversy arises, was all the radiation causing your cancer, or was it that it just didn't pick it up when it was too small? Then, again, colonoscopies, do they prevent colon cancers? No, they are really done to detect the cancer early. And I've had patients who've had colonoscopy every year. They'll miss one year, and the next year they have, they have stage 3 colon cancer. So I really... I think we need to, as a community, get educated on our healthcare. Healthcare begins with you. Truly, are you interested in your health? If you're interested in your health, you'll find a provider if ever you have any symptoms or you even have a feeling that something is not right. Somebody who will do the right tests to get to the root cause. Number two, not somebody who says, you know, I know you have a problem, but all your test results are normal. Mm -hmm. So you really need to get to the root cause. And it doesn't, and a lot of these lab testing, honestly, guys, does not cost more than probably 200, 300 at the most, even if you have a lot of uh, testing done. And that's something I would say people spend on probably a weekend. Four people go to dinner. It's about 110, 112 if you have the appetizer till the dessert. 
is quite a lot of money when you go out to eat. And think about it, is, it, is that something you could save in a health savings plan or something to just get the right testing done? The second aspect of it is, are you really willing to have a partnership? Do you, do you choose a provider that's covered by your insurance or do you choose a provider that you trust will help you and guide you along this way? And number, uh, number three is, do you want a resolution or do you just want a diagnosis? Because diagnosis, I think, is very easy. You, sometimes it's when it's very obvious, diagnosis is easy. But when the test results don't show anything, then it's just a dysfunction. It's not a disease as yet. That's the time to look at somebody who will actually get to the root cause and help you resolve it before it becomes a disease. So I totally agree with that. And I, I think it all begins with where you want to go with your health care. And the part about um, I don't have money to spend on, um, on my health care. So people don't go to their doctors in the last few years. What I've seen is because they have deductibles. And some of these deductibles are ludicrous. You know, you pay about $10,000, $12,000 a year for insurance, and then your deductible is about $6,000, which mm-hmm. means till you hit that $6,000, the insurance does not even kick in. To me, that's a bouncy scheme, like you're putting in money and and then you have to put in more money to go and get even like for a common cold. And so you're still not getting good care yeah. on top of it. That's true. It's That's not true. preventative. Yeah. I mean, you go, you're scared to go to the doctor because each time you go to the doctor, you have to shell out about $200 and you're going to have the same problem. You're going to go get for a refill of your blood pressure medicines is $200. And then you're angry. Like, you know, I just saw him or her for just for a blood pressure review. Why am I getting this bill? Know your insurance. If you have a deductible, I think that's the easiest way for you to take care of yourself is to find a provider who will help you resolve your problems rather than you just not getting the care and then showing up in the emergency room with a stroke and a heart attack simply because you didn't take those routine visits because each time you had to pay a deductible. So it just comes down to common sense. What we need to understand is we cannot just because uh, of how the healthcare system is set up now, we cannot flow with it and say, you know, I have to buy insurance. I will only do what my insurance says. You got to do what your body needs, number one. Number two, let me give you another way to look at it. A few years ago, even I would say as uh, probably as soon as maybe three or four years ago, so many of these grocery stores, something like Meyer did not have a gluten-free section or an organic section. It sprouted all of a sudden. Do you think they, it just sprouted because they felt the need to get the community healthy? No, it was basically the consumer demand. And every consumer knows that they have to pay a little extra for organic food. They have to pay a little extra for gluten-free products if that's what they want to go. So. Why are we willing to do that? Because we have learned, either through because of internet or our own experience, that some of these foods without pesticides and chemicals are far better for our health, and we're willing to pay a couple of bucks extra for that. Now, I know when you're buying fruits and vegetables, it's small amounts, but when it comes to our health care, it's exactly the same. The only way your health care is going to change if you are willing to change. Are you willing to take the initiative to change your health or your disease taste to wellness rather than just saying, I just want to refill off my medications? Do you want to feel well? Do you want to be able to sleep at night? 
Do you want to have less pain? Do you want to feel less bloated? Do you want to have less headaches? Do you want to have less allergies or no allergies for that matter? Then you do need to make those changes, finding a healthcare provider who will get you on that path. And then you don't even have to use a deductible. You don't even need a routine or regular healthcare provider other than probably doing a testing maybe once in two years. I would say if you're healthy once in two years, if somebody wants to get me on that, I know I'm live on Facebook, I'm fine. I can <laughs> prove that that's all is needed. Getting your blood test done once in two years if you're truly focusing on your health. Now, if you're one of those to whom health is like has to slap you on the face to wake you up and say, you know, you got to take care of me, then you probably need to see your doctor more frequently. And that's the other thing, too, is your health isn't some side gig or something. It's literally every single day you make the investment in time, money, whatever it is to take care of yourself. Because if you don't, then that whole debt is going to pile up on you. Um, And that's really when people come to see us is when it's kind of, you know, 30 years on the road of them doing bad things, taking, you know, advantage of their bodies and their health and all that stuff. And they come see us and they want everything fixed. And that's not how it works. But um, I would say the number one question that we get is why don't we take insurance? That's true. And um, like, I, I think I want to also just to jump on the point that Marina just made about um, uh, health in general. Uh, the, it's not just taking care of it. The way I would look at your health is like a newborn. A newborn needs care all the time. If you turn around, that child is going to roll over, and then you know it's, it's, it's probably something that you cannot live um, uh, with. So here's what I need you to understand. Take care of your health like it's a newborn. Every minute, every decision that you make, you have to understand the impact it has on your health. When you take on a job that's going to involve a lot of traveling, when you take on, um, um, let's say, uh, assignments like volunteer work. And we have a lot of women who give, 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 give to like the church, to their community, mm-hmm. and they're very they're tired. They want a break for themselves. When you take on this, keep your health in mind. When you wake up in the morning, do you have time for personal care? Those are the things that we're asking you to look at. So I just want you to understand, look at health and disease states as a newborn baby. You got to take care of it till it grows and it's no longer a problem for you. And to address the issue as to why we don't take insurance, I think I just said it as we started the podcast, is when we take insurance, we are bound by the rules of insurance. So insurance negotiates with us what is covered, what is not covered. It is not what I see with you when I examine you and say, you know, these are the tests I think you need to do. These are the things, that I, these are the people you need to see. I, it's not my final word. It is like I have to, you have to look at what your insurance covers. And then the whole um, attention shifts from the patient to money. And we don't want to deal with money. A lot of times our pricing is there on our website. You look at the price, you know what services you're looking for. You choose which service you want. What is the expectation when you get that service? and you pretty much get the service we we have budgeted for. I mean, obviously, when I'm providing a service, I'm providing a service like um, like an accountant or, your, or a lawyer. Most doctors are employed 
they get a fixed salary when you come through insurance and they are uh, owned by a hospital system, the hospital makes its money through procedures, whereas therefore supports the outpatient practice. But a practice like mine, where I'm the direct consumer is my client and I don't have the third person, I'm just answerable to you. You know exactly and I'm very transparent with my pricing and that's how it should be. You walk into a doctor's office, it's not like, oh, this visit is 500, next visit is 250, I don't know how many more visits you're going to have, you probably have another, keep coming and seeing me every four months. You're going to be paying all, all your life to a holistic doctor to see them and still have your disease process. I can tell you, I will work with you three months, six months, or maybe four visits, whatever it may be. We can create a visit timeline for me to and I can tell you exactly what I can give you in those visits, what would be the outcome, and what would be your involvement. And I think that's how healthcare should be. So this way, you're involved. Now, I want to also put in this other part of it. When you use insurance and you come to a doctor, and we've seen this before, you pay a $20 or $25 copay. And sometimes the visit might be free. It's very similar to when you go to Walmart to buy a, a, a shirt. You buy a Walmart, a Walmart shirt. It looks nice. You, buy, you actually went there to buy probably a, you know, a broom. And then you <laughs> decided, you saw the shirt, you bought the shirt because it was just 10 bucks. What do you think will be the value of that shirt in comparison to a shirt that you buy at maybe Neiman Marcus or Anthropology where you've spent 10 times the amount to get that shirt. And you went to that store to get that shirt. You actually went there to get that shirt. So you can see the difference between value and price. Your health is valuable. The business we have provides value to you. So we don't haggle on price. We just tell you what it takes to provide the care you need. And some of, sometimes it's a, a financial hardship for some people, and we understand that. But the goal should be, if your goal is, if you have gone doctor to doctor years together with the same problem, and you have not resolved it, you know the answer why. Number one, the education of the doctor. Number two is the time that you spend with the doctor. Number three is the frequency of contact with the doctor that you have. Number four is your involvement. You're going there telling, you make a diagnosis, you give me a medication, but if the doctor cannot make a diagnosis, there is no drug. Sometimes it's just a dysfunction that doesn't get picked up by the $10 insurance um, blood test. So I think there's a lot people need to look at before they begin to compare uh, prices or figure out why functional medicine costs more than insurance-based medicine. If you have not got resolution with the kind of care you have been receiving, you need to look at these. This is the checklist you need to look at. Number one, how did you find your healthcare provider? Did you get reviews? Did you speak to a few people who have seen this person? What are they really good at? Number two, how does, what is the um, time you're spending with this doctor? How is the clinic set up? And a lot of times, if it's insurance-based, you cannot have a provider spend a lot of time with you. In fact, um, I do remember some, uh, there are times when 
some of our patients need a lot of time and we have three or four patients already waiting because they have to be scheduled every 15 minutes. So you need to find the kind of provider, if you want more time for them to understand your problem, you need to find that kind of a provider. Number three, are you looking for true preventive care or simply um, wellness checkup where they're trying to do early detection? Number four, what is the outcome of this relationship? Are you trying to manage your disease process or would you like to have a resolution? To keep that in mind, just like how you set aside money for your vacation, set aside money for graduation parties, for weddings, for what are the other things people can spend on? Which Restaurants. Restaurants. Drinks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we, we, I, I posted, I think people really cringe to uh, buy a $9 juice, naked juice um, drink, but they mm -hmm. will spend easily $10, $15 for a glass of wine every evening at a bar. So I think it's really what is your priority? You can find the healthcare provider. You can find someone who will work within your financial needs too. Um, a practice like ours is very open, but then you also have to be open with the service you will get. You get what you pay for. So again, this is something that requires you to create in your mind your specific goals for your health and the right kind of people. Like you cannot go to a gastroenterologist and talk about your heart. Similarly, you cannot go to a regular disease management doctor and say, you know, I want my thyroid issue resolved or my arthritis gone. They're going to give you a medication to control the symptoms of pain. They're going to help you feel better for the moment so you get short-term short gains, but the long-term you are having a chronic disease process. So if you want to put in a lot of effort in the short term so you can have long-term health, you just need to find the right kind of practice and have the right kind of relationship. Any other points that I have missed about how to find your health care? No, I think that's pretty much it. Unfortunately, it's the big bad insurance company has kind of placed us in this situation. But, you know, if you want health and you want resolution, that's an investment that you do have to make on your own at this point until hopefully one day the medical system changes. But that's a whole other conversation. Yes. Um, and the best way for the medical system to change is you cannot fight the existing medical system. What we can do is actually um, build a new one so the old one becomes obsolete. Mm -hmm. That's always the case, right? More and, and that's how a lot of businesses close down because they become obsolete as uh, we as human beings as we evolve. So either the medical system is going to change and provide the kind of care people are looking for, or the medical school is going to start looking at other options of training doctors a little differently that you can actually go to them both for your disease management as well as your wellness. And insurance is going to have to start partnering directly with patients or uh, paying patients not just to show up, but actually to show that they have resolved their health issues. You go to your doctor because you have diabetes, if your blood sugars are under good control, then obviously the insurance should actually cut down your premium. That would be a great way. And then the doctor also gets paid more if they actually help you resolve your um, health care or health issue. So there are, I'm sure we, that's a whole new podcast on how health insurance should change. And it is very complex. It's too many things. It's very um too complex to be resolved by one and two people. But 
as a community, we can decide that we want to be healthy, partner with the right people, and actually have the right kind of goals. Hope that um, makes sense to everyone. And um, once again, if there are any questions, go ahead and post them in the Facebook comments, and we will be happy to answer them. Is there any um, final tip as far as food goes that you have? Ooh, today we could do turmeric, okay. kind of piggybacking off of last week's ginger. ginger. Um, Turmeric is in the same family. It's super bright orange. So if you're going to be handling it, it's going to turn you orange. Um, <laughs> so wear some gloves or something. But just uh, you're just going to want to peel out the outer bark of it. And it's pretty similar to ginger. You can either chop off a little piece of it and throw it into your smoothies or grate some into um, like a saute or... Are those dishes? I actually, you can use it in any dish. Um, so you ask an Indian about turmeric. You're gonna get, <laughs> Here are all the recipes. Yes, yeah. So uh, the best way is any dish, virtually any dish. You can put turmeric, except of course, um, even no, they're not the sweet dishes, but the savory dishes. You could uh, saute onions, garlic, throw in some turmeric and some other uh, spices and herbs, and add your vegetables. All your meat dishes, you can add turmeric. Uh, you could add turmeric, like she said, the root or the powder into your smoothie if you are used to making smoothies in the morning. So turmeric, the greatest thing about it, and the reason um, a lot of countries that use turmeric on a daily basis do not have a lot of the uh, chronic diseases that you see in other developed nations that don't use a lot of these spices is because it's required in a, a very high dose to cause the anti-inflammation. And therefore, buying the pill or the uh, supplement gives the curcumin, the concentration is much more. Otherwise, use it every day in, in your daily diet. Um, it is bitter, let me tell you that, if you add too much of it. So add just probably a half a teaspoon. The only other thing I would say is it's very, um, it, the reason turmeric and a lot of these spices are used in these hot countries is it helps preserve the food. Um, and so it's antibacterial, and that's one of the things in the past before refrigeration was even a thing. That's how food kept um, fresh, is by adding, adding the herbs and spices, uh, besides the medicinal aspect of it. So yes, I, I, I'm pretty much a big fan of turmeric. The downside to turmeric supplement is it can interfere with bleeding. So if you're undergoing some kind of surgery, you are asked to get off of the supplement about five days prior to the procedure, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, but otherwise, it's something that you can use on a day-to-day -day basis. But at the same time, the food um, spice, like this powder, when you use it, I don't think all Indians get off turmeric before they go to, under the knife, so I don't think it's as um, powerful as a supplement. Yeah, and, yeah. and also I think we have to add the um, amount of turmeric that the absorption increases 2,000% when you add a little black pepper to right. it. So that's something to keep in mind, too. And so when you're getting a supplement, most supplements at this point do have the black pepper with it, too. But So do keep an eye out if you're getting in a supplement form, and otherwise if you're just your food as the black pepper. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also in terms of anti-inflammatory effects, um, lots of studies on cancer. Yes. Cancer prevention and all that. So And dementia. Prevention mm -hmm. of dementia, too. So, again, um, I hope this uh, information was helpful. And do, do check out our website, holisticicon.com, for all of our blogs and videos. And join our Facebook community, Holistic Icon Community, if you have not already joined it. 
uh, we will be posting a lot of uh, updates and information there. Our goal is really to educate the community. Of course, we have a selfish goal that you will partner with us and seek out your, get your health care from a practice like ours. But at the same time, we would like to have a well-educated patient as a client because once you're well-educated, this becomes an equal partnership. Anything else before we wrap up? Bring your friends. Oh, yes. <laughs> I bring your, ask your friends to join our community too. And make sure you come to any of our seminars if you've never been to one of them. So once again, Dr. Chalam, uh, founder of Holistic and Integrative Center of Novi, the best place for you to find your best doctor. And this is Marina, who's our nutrition coach. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week all on my own. If you have any specific topic that you would like me to address next week, go ahead and type them in the comments. But otherwise, I'm going to pick up something that I find commonly in my practice, particularly how to address symptoms. How do you know whether your symptoms are benign or malignant? Talk to you later. Thank you once again. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Icon Podcast. Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit holisticicon.com to listen to past episodes. Want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness? Dr. Chellum's best-selling book, Transform Your Thyroid, teaches you how to overcome fatigue, depression, weight gain, and more, and is available on amazon.com.